G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. The Monday edition of 2020, and as we do on a Monday, like to get some insights into what's happening with the week ahead, so far as the political agenda goes, although we'll want to talk about some of the things that happened that were very significant on the weekend for us nationally, uh, issues to do with the state election in South Australia. There, of course, was a by-election in Victoria and the seat of Batman. And there are some significant things that are happening right around the nation, not just politically, but things worthy of our uh, concern. And I want to welcome Christopher Browyer, South Australian State Director for the Australian Christian Lobby, who was part of our uh, commentary team on Friday on the preview for the South Australian State Election. So good to be able to connect today uh, with you, Christopher Browyer. Welcome along. Oh, good day, Neil. Good to be along. Thank you for having me up back on again. Uh, well, Christopher, we'll talk politics and especially the South Australian state election in just a few moments, but uh, just want to start our conversation acknowledging uh, the losses overnight uh, for bushfire-affected communities there uh, around uh, particularly Tarthra and the bigger area and the south coast of New South Wales. Uh, you've been watching what's happening. It's heartbreaking, isn't it? Yes, it is. I mean, it's... a uh it's a reminder that we live in a tough country and that uh, in true Aussie tradition we have to pull together in these difficult times because uh, it is a tough country out there and uh, we need each other. And so our prayers are with those, those dear people. Particularly I was thinking this morning what it would be like to have lost your home. It's really very difficult to comprehend. Uh, we, we bought... A, a piano for our daughter who's a music teacher and uh, it, you lose things like that which are precious um, and it's, it's, it's very sad It is and when we look at the numbers and uh, thanks so much to Vision National News who've been keeping us up to date as these stories have been breaking about 70 homes and businesses estimated to have been destroyed after that bushfire tore through the seaside town there on New South Wales far south coast uh, the uh, the footage that you've been seeing too on TV, also heartbreaking. You raised something very important there, Christopher. The idea of the loss of family heirlooms and family heritage. Uh, sometimes when we think of the loss of property, uh, we think, oh, well, it's just material possessions. Those things can be replaced. Uh, but it's not easy to replace those family heirlooms. It's not easy to replace the, the heritage that can be lost when a bushfire goes through a community like that. That's right, that's right, uh, because you lose things that are really precious. Um, uh, just one of my friends, his most precious possession is his a little Gideon's New Testament, which his father was given, uh, which his grandfather gave his father when his father went off to war. Um, and he, he says this is one of his most precious possessions. Now, things like that are irreplaceable. Yes, and uh, we'll no doubt be uh, hearing more breaking news through the day and some of that will be heart-breaking news through the day as we continue to monitor what's been happening with the bushfire situation. Uh, let's come to the South Australian state election, the most significant 
uh, political uh, event of the weekend and uh, you were monitoring it very closely. Thank you so much for being part of our commentary team on Friday. Uh, your overall impressions uh, that there was a Liberal victory over the weekend, Christopher? Um, from, If I can answer that from an Australian Christian lobby point of view, I think it was very... Um, we're very pleased with the result, not from a party political point of view, but from the issues we campaigned on. The first front and centre was the safe schools gender theory. Uh, and we're very pleased that the Liberals' policy is to get rid of the safe schools curriculum. Uh, uh, we want the shine SSX safe schools curriculum, and they've committed themselves to that. Uh, we want them to go a step further and uh, remove the policy and procedure documents which have mandated uh, gender theory into all state schools, quite apart from the curriculum. And we, we want them to go a step further. Uh, I met John Garden, the Liberal Party spokesman, last year sometime and talked that issue through with him. And we're hopeful that, that having seen that the curriculum is, is not appropriate, that they will get rid of those uh, two uh, documents which require schools to implement gender theory. That's the big ticket issue, and we're very happy with that result. The second, uh, the other two issues which were front and centre for our campaign, get the word out, ACL campaign, was uh, euthanasia palliati and palliative care uh, in place of euthanasia and prostitution law reform pressing the Nordic model. And we're very pleased that some very good young members of parliament have been re-elected. Uh, Stefan Canal, the member for Schubert, uh, uh, Vincent Tarzia, who is a very good member who defeated Nick Xenophon, Sam Julak, uh, David Spears. Uh, these are young, young members of parliament who will, we hope, and I know some of them will, be the, be the front runners in these issues and actually introduce some uh, a Nordic model built into parliament and press the issue of palliative care. Uh, rather than going to the soft option, of, soft option of euthanasia. The last issue is the issue of religious freedom, and the Liberal Party committed themselves in our pre-election questionnaire to not moving any exemptions to the current anti-discrimination legislation. We're very pleased with that. So, so if I'm... Result from if, our point of view... Yep. If, so I, I am hearing your heartbeat here, and while ACL doesn't take a partisan stance... Uh, what you're saying is, with a change of government from the Labor government under Jay Witherell uh, to the now new Liberal government under Stephen Marshall, there is something of a reprieve for South Australians uh, when it comes to the way that these issues were advancing in the state of South Australia. Correct, correct. Uh, and we want to see it more than a reprieve. We want to see it as an opportunity for people now to get involved in all political parties. We're very pleased that it looks like the number four upper house candidate for the Labour Party, Claire Scriven, has been elected. She's very much on our side on these issues. Terry Stevens from the Liberals, number four, has been elected. He's a good, good fella. We're, we're sad that Brokenshire looks like he's in trouble uh, from the Australian Conservatives. We don't know that the final outcome yet. He's, he's a good person we've lost if, if he doesn't get elected. But... Uh, and we're a bit sad in a way that Tom Kenyon, who's a very good Labour Party member in the seat of Newland, looks like he's lost. Um, but So there have been some losses, but overall it's a very positive result from, from our constituency issues.
Uh, Christopher, your comment on the Nick Xenophon factor and the SA best vote, uh, because some commentary that I was reading was that the vote for Nick Xenophon and the SA best party may well have taken the oxygen or taken away, affected the vote of minor parties like the Australian Conservatives, who didn't poll as well as some had been hoping. Uh, do you think that there is a Xenophon factor in there that, that may well have actually caused those uh, that, uh, that vote coming away from the minor parties like the Australian Conservatives? I think that's right. If you look at the Conservative vote, Australian Conservatives, it dropped from about, uh, in the last federal election, it was 4.4% Bob Day got here. That's, a, that's the national vote. And they were running about 5% uh, uh, across the board in South Australia. I think in the last state election, they've dropped to 3.6%, uh, which is not good. And, I'm sh- and the, the Xenophon team got 14% of the vote. So I'm sure that some of that vote was sucked up by Xenophon. And and then this is my speculation, if you like. I'm not sure if many people, if some people actually made the connection between what was Family First and Australian Conservatives. I'm not sure that they made that connection. And that will be something that the Conservatives will have to, to get their message out more, that this is what Family First was. Uh, because unfortunately, or whether unfortunately or not, historically, Family First did not get a lot of support from the Christian community. They got their support from the lower socioeconomic vote in the northern suburbs and the southern suburbs. Um, and that's something that uh, the, the, the switch to Australian conservatives may not have connected with those voters. So uh, from a Christian point of view, given some of the policies that they advance. I think it's important that they make connection with the Christian community and and cause people to think that this is an important, this is one key option in terms of how Christian people who are really thinking and concerned will vote. So in hindsight, you could say something of an issue there with the branding of the Australian Conservatives almost uh, might have been a more powerful move for them to call themselves Family First Australian Conservatives because that would have uh, contained uh, the branding that had been successful in the past and also introduced uh, the new brand under Cory Bernardi. That's an interesting uh, concept, but uh, while that might be something else we can talk about on another day, uh, let me just get you to cast your vision across the border to Victoria because they had an important by-election in Victoria on the weekend too in the Batman by-election uh, and it didn't go the way that people were thinking if they thought it would go the way of the Greens but uh, Labor's Jed Carney has been elected there. What are your thoughts about the way that uh, by-election uh, result has uh, has appeared? Well, um, I think but firstly by prefacing my answer by saying SCL is not a party political organization. Having said that, it, we're very concerned with many of the Greens' policies. Uh, and there was some issue of um, division in the Greens which came to light. And I can uh, saw that uh, Senator Dinatali today is criticizing those who brought that issue out, uh, that there was division in the Greens' camp. Uh, and we would really call upon the Greens, A, to open themselves up for scrutiny, as a major political party, they're the only party that has a closed uh, national conference. You're not allowed to, no one's in. 
That is, that is not right, in my view. And secondly, we would call them to get back to their environmental roots rather than what they've morphed into is really a watermelon, green on the outside, red on the inside. Mm. And so the Greens, uh, really, what's been demonstrated here, Christopher, the Greens are in disarray. Uh, the leaking, the infighting, uh, it seems to have cost them the seat of Batman. And uh, and what you're saying now is there needs to be a whole lot more transparency there because these secret meetings have been hiding a side of the Greens that most people are not aware of and, and are called to get back to their environmental roots. Uh, an interesting uh, right. perception. Uh, another issue before and I let you go. Sorry, yes, what were you going to say? Uh and for the Labour Party, I think they've got to be concerned as well because they just scraped in in an in a, in election where there wasn't a, uh, a liberal candidate running against them. Uh, and, and the preferences may have flowed differently if there had been that. So I think they've got to look as well that, that the Lib- Labour Party has again drifted from a centre-left party to a left party. And that we would call upon them to come back to the centre-left. Okay. Uh, One more issue to touch on before I let you go, Christopher. Uh, Thousands of people marched for life in the state of Queensland yesterday in Brisbane. Uh, The March for Life, uh, I haven't had uh, some some big reports about uh, exact numbers and those sorts of things. Uh, What's your understanding of how the march went yesterday? Well, I think it went went very well. Um, I'm told there were thousands there. Um, and I think it shows an important uh, concern among the constituency in, in Queensland and Brisbane that they are concerned for the rights of the life in the womb. Um, uh, I, I was hearing someone talk the other day about uh, um, a, a woman who was expecting and she was talk, they were talking about your baby. And it's important the politicians realise that that is a life, it is a baby, and that the Queensland Labor government moves back from this move to take away all protection for women. And I think those people were saying they don't want Queensland to become Victoria. Mm, That's right. And we, we think the Labor Party should listen to that. Okay. And there is a petition the Australian Christian Lobby is running, almost 8,000 signatures on that petition uh, with regard to issues going on in Queensland. Uh, the uh, Queensland Law Reform Commission been examining this whole issue of abortion and there have been fears uh, that there might be new legislation brought forward in Queensland. So uh, it's important for uh, listeners to our conversation today to, so- to sign that petition, Christopher. Yes, very important, very important. And some of these issues... Um, the question of bubble zones around, uh, around abortion clinics looks like it's going up to the High Court uh, for decision in the next few months. These are all very important issues, and we, we would really call upon the Labor government to step back and think through the concerns of the people of Queensland as expressed by those who marched on um, on the weekend. Okay, well, I'll point people to the Australian Christian Lobby website uh, where there will be a link, no doubt, to that petition. Uh, the petition itself is a parliament.queensland, so parliament.qld.gov.au uh, website where you can sign that, pe- that petition directly. Uh, Christopher Browyer, who is the State Director of the, uh, of the Australian Christian Lobby in South Australia. Christopher, thanks so much for your update this morning. No worries, Neil. Thanks for talking. 
Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.